Hey everyone, welcome back to the 11th episode of the Millennial Investor Podcast. I hope you're all doing great. Today, we'll be speaking about private equity, one of the lesser known investment vehicles which has had a very very solid run since 2008 and through the pandemic as well. With us, we have Mr. Siddharth Kothari to help us get a better understanding on the topic. It's great to have you here today. Hey Vinamra, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to talk and just give my thoughts as well. So, a very good evening to you, a night. But anyways, good good to hear that. Let's let's start off today with you telling us a little bit about your journey in private equity and how you're involved in the field today. Uh so yeah, so so I've started my career of course after my postgrad, I did about 8 years in advisory consulting with the big four. And then I got an opportunity in private equity. Uh, there is a very large financial services firm in India, which is called JN Financial. Uh, it's the largest one of the largest financial services house of in India, uh, known for its investment bank and as many other businesses. And they were launching their private equity fund business. And uh, I got an opportunity to join them. And I think uh, private equity has always been of interest to me. And when the situation arose i just jumped into it and it's been 15 years uh oh. since i have been in this business so i started my career as an associate and over the last decade and a half i've climbed myself as a managing director in the private equity fund venture of the company so that's the long and short of my journey that's definitely a lot of experience in private equity So the next question I have for you should be extremely simple. It's also though very it's very critical to understand the foundation of anything, especially when it comes to investments. So the first thing I like to ask you is, what exactly is private equity and how does it work? Okay, so let me go. Uh, let me try and put this as simply as possible. Uh, we do have many asset classes of investments. You have. i think your classic case is your stock market which we all are aware of where companies large companies generally get listed and then investors participate both at the time of listing in terms of uh, capital raised by the company and then after that buying and selling of shares which happens on the stock yeah, market yeah. then you have mutual funds uh, which mm-hmm. i believe is very common in the us as much as in india where uh, the retail investors participate in the stock market through fund managers and fund houses who are experienced in investing in the stock market rather than them doing directly right then you have uh, again these two asset classes are still geared towards listed stock exchanges hmm. you still have an entire uh, ecosystem which is companies which are young which are maturing and which are growing which also need capital which are not listed yet right and the capital is what drives both growth innovation and most of the companies are where they are because of the capital in the entrepreneur which has built the businesses so by and large the private equity side has come about being is to support these entrepreneurs the founders and the businesses which have started off either at the early stage or somewhere in the journey where they need capital for further growth where the 
sophisticated capital market investors are not available and that's where private equity comes into being and it's called private private equity it's i do not know who's coined the term but essentially refers to investment in unlisted private companies primarily okay so all in all it's just funding for unlisted private companies absolutely okay. absolutely perfect, perfect. and what what are the different forms would you say of investing in private equity what different forms are there of pe so so again because i think the private equity industry is quite mature and i'm sure you have heard the big names of of uh, blackstone yeah of people like sequoia and mayfield at the early stage so you've seen the entire journey of investors and those journey of investors also linked to the stage and uh, growth of the company so the private equity world private equity is more of a loser in larger term but i'm sure your listeners and viewers would have heard of seed funding to venture capital to private equity to buy out funds and as the industry has matured many forms of these capital and funds focused around these kind of ventures have come across to give you a perspective i think when a startup journey starts right they generally start with their own capital little bit of family funds and friends that's more angel investing where it's either based on an idea or a concept and the entrepreneur sees an opportunity in some areas could be a consumer could be a new product could be a new idea could be a new venture whatever it is so it starts with a little bit of angel funding or seed okay. funding okay. and as the business model evolves and the proof of concept starts getting established <clears throat> then venture capital starts coming in venture capital is also an early stage where could be a great tech idea right could be a new tech innovation could be a new app which is changing could be a new gaming app which is going to be making a huge amount of inroads where a lot of capital is required by the entrepreneur to market to invest monies in tech to invest monies in people that's where venture capital comes in where it's one or two levels after the initial round of funding that's where venture capital comes in and now venture capital is any, generally take yeah hey, sorry sorry to interrupt you. you can go ahead please please any, please ask any um, notable examples you have of venture capital just to make it uh, more, you know to make it more contextual i'll i'll put it in two parts both investors and then companies right okay. now uh, uh, sequoia is a very well known name globally as well as in india there is there are lots of other names as well there is mayfield sequoia nexus uh, i'm not sure which other companies are there in the us there are too many of these names most of the silicon valley investors right we heard of silicon valley investors they are more tech based investors so they invest in companies which are early stage uh most of the unicorns that you see today which are making big in road started off with venture capital investment uh google for that to start matters now i'm not familiar with too many names in the us of the companies of that unicorn which come to me but all of them started with bit of an early stage funding from venture capitalists uh facebook started fall you know right if you've seen the movie facebook had started off with venture capital and that's how they grew and then as their growth their the journey in the growth continued that's where different kinds of investors start coming in 
Then after venture capital, it became a late stage venture capital where the company grew a little bit more, got more mature, got more revenues, may or may not be profitable, but the potential of the business is kept arising and investors wanted to keep backing the story and the entrepreneur. And the classic private equity is, in India at least, is more connoted to, to a little bit more mature, more growth, where we've reached a certain size and certain scale. The venture risk is no longer there. Venture risk is essentially, it's the money follows the risk as well, right? Everything is risk adjusted. Mm -hmm, Uh, An early stage or a seed stage investment just based on an idea for a new tech product could be a hit or miss. A venture capital goes a little bit beyond hit or miss and say, fine, I see a potential. Uh, I could be coming up with a new uh, app and I see a new story and you see a new change which is happening. It could be something as simple as a solar technology or an EV battery technology, which is going to change the way how batteries are going to be run more efficiently, or which is changing the way gaming is going to be run with a new gaming idea, right? Once that starts taking traction, you get investors to follow that kind of traction also. Investors early on take more risk, investors later on take less risk, but, but it goes with the territory. And then as you keep maturing, the private equity side of investments also start maturing. And different type of investors have the different risk appetite of what they look at. Uh, And then that's how the ecosystem grows. So what do you say is the probably range of revenues that the bulk of private equity transactions go through? The main P that you're speaking about, it's a bit larger than venture capitalists where Absolutely. Where you see the threshold is where it changes from a venture capital from a venture capital transaction to more of a traditional PE transaction. So, so l- let me give let me put it by way of an example. Uh, uh, I'll probably give in the Indian context a little bit, but yeah. it'll be similarly placed. Yeah. So I'll give an example which is live in my mind right now, mm-hmm. and which we ourselves have seen the journey. So there is an online pharmacy company. In India, called pharmacy, it's a very simple yeah, thing. You know, you know, traditionally, you have medicines which are bought by customers through the chemist route, right? And they wanted to disrupt that through tech innovation, through more efficient and benefit the customers through lower price. So they started the journey about seven years back, and uh, one of our arms came in very early stage, pretty much like an angel stage. Oh. And they put in money and back the business because the entrepreneur and the great idea. Seven years back, he was ahead of the game because nobody knew what online pharmacy is. You're always used to traditional yeah. medicines being sold over the counter through prescriptions so on and so forth. Nobody knew that you could have an app, you could upload your prescription, somebody could verify in the background. And if the verification is authorized, then you needed to ensure that the platform connects to the nearest chemist close to your house and the delivery takes place at your convenience as soon as possible and at a price cheaper and lower than what you could get as a traditional chemist. Now, as the journey, so we were one of the early investors, you can say, close to an angel investor. Then we got funds such as Bessemer, such as uh, some other few Indian names as venture capitalists. Uh, that time, the company pretty much had revenues off, I think, uh, 
uh, um, was doing about a million dollars in a year, just started mm-hmm. off. Right in three years' time, I think the business went to twenty million dollars wow. annually. Right, uh, that point of time, the now the proof of the the tech was built up, the team was coming in, the product was getting accepted. They were in one city. They wanted to move within the city a deeper penetration because of the population like India. You needed a lot of investment in infrastructure, logistics, tech background, servers. Marketing, etc., and as you keep building the ecosystem, and then you wanted to replicate this model and go to other other bigger cities, and that's where you needed more capital. So they started with an initial fundraise of, say, about five million, and the venture capital round they wanted another twenty, thirty million. That's where we got the next set of investors, right? So you had some good names coming in, venture capitalists coming in, putting in twenty million dollars within two, one or two years itself. Uh, the company which was doing about twenty million dollars started doing annually. In two years' time, I think I may be numbers may be off, but I'm just trying to give you a perspective. Mm-hmm. Was doing about fifty to sixty million dollars annually, wow. right? Uh, we can from yours. You're still in a year three, year four of the journey. You started with zero. Uh, you yeah. already touched fifty million. That's when. And they started making some money at that point of time, right? Uh, at the unit level, at the business level, they started money. Although they were burning a lot of money on marketing because you need to create the eyeballs, you need to attract customers. So they were advertising both digital as well as non-digital mediums. So they needed money to burn in order to grow because the strategy was very simple. We have a great tech. We have a great proposition for customers. We are providing. Quick delivery at their convenience. We needed to grow as fast as we can in a market size such as India, where the opportunities are tremendous. So burn it, no problem. You make losses, not a problem, as long as you're creating the market. Yeah. Then the next stage of the journey came is that more mature private equity investors started investing, and that that revenue starts now started getting to hundred million dollars. This is year four, year five. Uh, just to get to where this is now, is going to be touching a billion dollars in revenue today, and uh, you have investors such as TPG, such as Blackstone, such as SoftBank, such as uh, big uh, uh, funds in the US, uh, capital. Many of them putting money now. Over the last one year itself, they've raised a billion dollars in uh, in capital, new capital. Again, all private private equity capital, because the bill the the business has touched almost a billion dollars in revenue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can see the journey in the last seven years. It started with a million dollars, in seven years touching a billion dollars, and still making yeah. not making enough money, but still growing like crazy. And different sets of investors kept coming in at different types of journey of mm-hmm. the of the company. And in six months' time, they will now be hitting the capital market. To raise another billion dollars through the public and list itself on the stock exchange, and the investors who came in at the first, and probably getting out, just to give you a perspective, if I'm not mistaken, uh, we put in monies at uh, 100 crores, which is about roughly 15 million dollars valuation, yeah. roundabout. And right now, they're likely to come up with an IPO at valuation of six 
billion dollars i think that just goes to show the the power and effect that private equity has on these private companies i think that the the amount of funding they've got it's helped so much throughout they've allowed to get the valuation that they have today yeah they've grown and i'm giving you in the context of india now i'm sure yeah. there are hundreds of such examples in the us europe china yeah. and everywhere else but just to give you the flavor of the ecosystem mm-hmm. as to how capital backed up to the right entrepreneurs with the right business model which is scalable which has a path to profitability where there's huge amount of investment in tech people marketing product service whatever you call it as a journey and at that journey different types of investors come at different points in time and there's a classic case where a company started off became a unicorn 2 years back mm-hmm. and now multiple times that unicorn in the next 6 months yeah. itself and i also think like regardless of the regardless of the country that the pe is involved in of course the nominal value may differ based on different countries but the relative increase which is really what matters to the to the um, investors that at least what i've seen has been more or less similar in most of the large countries in most of uh, the bigger economies at least private equity no absolutely i think i think as we progress that the digital tech evolution that we've seen now today every business they have the traditional businesses and you have the entire tech businesses right now tech you just look at it as a name enabler right uh, every business cannot avoid tech now whether it's the back end or the the front end right when i say the back end is the manufacturing the front end is the consumer everything in between is connected to tech now right you need tech in manufacturing to improve production efficiency make it cheaper you have the consumer side where different models to be a service to be a product we are using different platforms such as amazon or google and advertising and product placement and everybody has this whole tech overlay trying to disrupt the market trying to innovate it and today the opportunity are so tremendous simply because and covid has only accelerated the digital evolution yeah, yeah. to the next degree really the insurance products are sold online today uh, uh, now we are used to even people are right from even earlier trying to select cars online and just making one visit to yeah. buy a car as opposed to making 10 visits before purchasing a car so the companies have reoriented themselves how to use tech to improve customer experience and how to increase sales finally right so the evolution and yeah, the opportunities have completely changed and so have the valuations right valuation no longer follows the traditional method of price to sales or profitability as a multiple uh like i said i i just give the live example like farm easy right it's making a billion dollars in revenues potentially right could be trading 6 7 times it's multiple may not be making enough money but people are betting because of the growth and what it sees in the future and is that potential for the future is what people tend to love and value at definitely times have definitely changed as well like who knew the returns of private equity 2 3 decades ago would out outpass so many other assets no absolutely look i'm not just giving you the good side there's equally risk right because oh, yeah. you're still investing that, private which, equity which is actually private capital yeah yeah which is actually my next question as well how how would you think 
the return and risk of private equity how does it differ from other assets especially on stocks and hedge funds and even startups so i think i'll use a term risk adjusted uh, for the simple reason is is the capital flows and the return expectation at the stage of the company gets adjusted for the risk that the investor is taking okay right the the smaller the company or the early stage the higher risk when you have higher risk there is an expectation of higher return returns for sure right uh, risk could be as much as the business mm-hmm. venture failing or things on working out you can make zero monies right on a risk adjusted basis if the idea takes forward then sky is the limit yeah right sure. and and we've seen hundreds of these examples so the early guys come in early whatever they do and they make about well, 20 30 investments hoping that just one or two of them just click because if just one or two of them click they will far outweigh the benefit or the returns they will make against those 18 failures they've had with other investments mm-hmm. and that risk adjusted profile keeps changing with the stage of the company yeah and the type of the investor right so yeah. for me i'm more of a late venture early private equity investor in the indian context right so i will not invest in businesses which are just burning money i will not invest in business which have a startup risk so i have a certain return expectation but i also need certain safety so yeah. on a risk adjusted basis i'm happy with an x return now to give you a perspective what those returns are right returns for an early stage is infinite a typical stock market if you're investing in a stock market in india there are two ways to do it either do it through mutual fund or do you do on your own if you are smart enough yeah. if you do it your own it is in indian context the return expectations are say about 15% annually if i'm doing through mutual fund over a period of time you'll probably earn about 12% annually that's your return expectation now when i go to private equity which is unlisted as an investor or me as a fund which is investing monies my expectation of adjusted risk because of being private being not being listed my expectation go to at least 20 25% right and venture capital is hope for at least 30 35% mm-hmm. and someone who is investing in many mature companies their return expectation will be slightly lower so it again follows a path as to where the stage of the company is and the risk associated with that and the investors of that class whether yeah. it is venture capital whether it is late stage early private equity late private equity mature company how yeah. they see their risk return profile you also spoke about how many private equity ventures they don't go as planned of course there's a lot of risk involved when a new investor is entering private equity what would you say are a few things he should look for in a fund before making that first investment because we all know that in pe you do have to make a sizable investment as well what are the factors that he, that he or she must look for before making the investment so first uh, i think i think one over the past two decades private equity and i'm using a broader term private equity which includes venture capital as well yeah yeah uh has established a wall and it's quite familiar it is still it is still an asset class for uh for the relatively mature or people who have a decent net worth to put a certain amount of money in at least in the indian context by law 
the minimum investment in a fund is $250,000, roughly $200,000, depending upon where the currency moves, right? So it's not that everybody's sitting with that kind of monies where, you know, they would, they would all see, it's from investors and asset class diversification. I put money in stocks, I put money in gold, I put money in mutual funds, I put money in fixed deposit, I put money in a little bit extra real estate, and then I want to also allocate money in private, private equity. Private equity is probably one of the most riskiest asset classes because of the inherent nature of what it comes about, right? From an investor perspective, I'm investing in a fund where my money is going to be locked in for at least, it's a 10-year fund horizon. On an average, my money is locked in for at least five years. They're going to be putting money in unlisted companies. By the time I see my money coming back, it would take four, five, six, seven years, right? So my return expectation is different. So from the investor perspective, A, is the type of investor which has come is a bit different. B, any investors, one should always look at a couple of two, three key things. What is the strategy of the fund, right? Which is, is it going venture capital? Is it going early, late stage venture capital? Is it more private equity oriented? Or is it a large fund like a Blackstone or a KKR who are investing? Or is it a hedge fund, which is far more common in the US, where they are doing multi-classes, multi-countries investments across the, across the board, right? And first, the investor needs to decide which strategy it wishes to invest money. The second and more impor important thing is the manager, right? Ultimately, who are you backing? The pedigree of the team, the experience which they've had. And third is the fund performance, past, past fund performance, which gives you an idea as to how good the quality team is and how many exits they have delivered, what are the type of investments they have made, what is the thinking of the team, how long the team has been together, what is the share of incentives which is uh, shared between them. Why is that simply important? Because you are putting money, you do not know what companies' monies are going. Those are left to the fund managers. You want to ensure the fund managers have a, of a pedigree, which are quality, which have experience, which have been together, which have dealt with situations, which have seen highs and lows, because prior equity essentially is a bit long date, right? It's not like stock yeah. market which yeah. buy and sell and get out of the first sign of crisis. Yeah. You have to deal with the crisis which happens in your portfolio investments and the fund manager has to work through the cycles. It'll take a little longer to exit. So you want to see the team has the kind of experience uh, of dealing with it. And third is past, past fund performance. How are the previous funds done, right? How much have money been returned to their investors? And if they are a first-time fund, they're just raising money for the first time, then all the more reason the quality of the people starting this fund becomes very critical. Their experience, their reference checks, how they plan to deploy the money, how they plan to deal with situations. It becomes a standard diligence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when, when these private equity companies are providing, when these private equity funds are providing investors so much returns with that, how are they also able to earn money? How are the funds themselves able to earn money while providing investors all these returns? So uh, put it together, uh, uh, at least in Indian context, a private equity fund is just like a fund uh, managed by the manager, right? By the investment manager. You have a fund which is collects a pool of capital from high net worth individuals, institutions, DFI, insurance, uh, companies, and so on and so forth, both in the local market as well as globally. 
and you have the fund manager, which essentially is managing that fund, deploying money. Come, uh, the income is just twofold. They earn a fee, management. What do you call the concept of management fee? Right, the management fee is typically as a percentage of the AUM, the asset under management. Right, what's the corpus of the fund? Say, suppose I raise two hundred million dollars. Then my fee will be a percentage of that, which in the industry somewhere it's common between one and a half to two and a half percent, more or less at two percent per annum, which is the fee. The fee is needed ultimately not to earn profits, but to defray the expenses, the employees, the infrastructure, the rent, so on and so forth. Second and most important thing is what you term as carry, which is a very common term. In the industry, right? Carried interest, the word carry, that is the incentive, that is linked to the performance of the fund. So basically, there's an eighty-twenty rule, right? The manager gets twenty percent of the profits made by the or made by the investors after meeting a certain hurdle. So, okay. for example, if you are an investor and you are putting a hundred dollars in the fund, uh, the manager will say, "Listen, at least I will give you a hurdle rate of say." Seven percent in USD terms, which means that the minimum you need to earn is at least seven dollar or seven dollars, seven percent per annum compounded before the manager starts making any profits. Mm -hmm. And only if your hurdle is made, and based on certain computation, I will, I as a manager will take twenty percent of the profits which is made by you. So, uh, so if you do a, if you do a good. Investment or the fund perform well, and the investors are making a lot of money. Twenty percent of the profits is given to the manager, and the manager obviously shares with the team based on pre-agreed ratios. Mm -hmm. So that's how what that's the incentive for the team. Yeah, absolutely. That really clarifies it. To be honest, this has all been really comprehensive, and it's covered the questions really well. So, Let's yeah, shoot if I'm, I hope I'm able to put a little bit more light. uh to what we do and uh hopefully that gives you a context 100% it does especially coming from a place where a clearer picture on this industry was necessary and i think i speak for many young investors when i say that so thank you so much for that pleasure vinamra and uh i hope you all viewers also uh learn get something out of it and Of course, great to see you all doing something like this on a regular basis. A hundred percent, hundred percent. I think private equity for at least for my generation is something that many people are overlooking because of the craze that many stocks are having today. But it's still an aspect that, of course, there's risk. But for our age group, the risk appetite is high as well. So absolutely, why not? Why not go for it? Absolutely, it's like one of the greatest career options you can think of. A hundred percent. Anyways, thank you so much for coming on today. Pleasure. Pleasure. Um, All the best. So this brings us to the end of the eleventh episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it and learned a good overview on the private equity industry. Take care, stay safe, and see you guys next time.